Welcome to the Cameroon Arise podcast. I'm your host, Ebanga Muriel. Hey, hey, my arisen ones. Welcome back to the Cameroon Arise podcast. I am your humble host, Ebanga Muriel, and I'm glad to be back with you all. Another week, another episode. <laughs> episode 20. That's where we are right now. Sheesh. I made it to number 20, y'all, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you that has been rocking with me since episode one. Wow, this year has really blown by. I started in the first week of April and here we are closing out the month of August. Next week will be the last episode of season one and man, (laughs) I don't know how I made it to the end, but I thank God that I did. The Cameroon Arise podcast was created to give the people of Cameroon hope, to uplift the spirit, soul, and minds of every Cameroonian worldwide. When I was beginning this podcast, I had no idea what to expect. What would people, what would happen? Would people listen? Who knows? (laughs) Would people like it? I have no idea. Would people hate it? I have no clue. (laughs) Would people understand what I was even trying to say? Would people think I was just trying to make money? (laughs) Would I really be able to help anyone with these messages? I was so scared, but also I was not scared all at the same time. I felt like everything that I've been through in life has prepared me for this time. So I just started doing my research and getting all the equipment that I would need. And, you know, I said, okay, God, (laughs) you told me to stop complaining and be a part of the solution. So here I am, Lord, use me. It warms my heart when I hear that someone was moved to make a change to their lives after listening to these messages. At the end of the day, I want to see results in people's lives. I want to see the lives of people who listen to this podcast become better over time as they listen and apply whatever knowledge that they learn. I want to see people challenge themselves to look in the mirror and start to change the way that they think, talk, and act so that their lives can be better. We are underestimating the power of our minds daily 
and living lives we are not satisfied with all because change seems too hard. Many Cameroonians would say a quick yes if you told them you're giving them money. But if you told them to come to do what you have done to get the money, they would be lazy to come and work. They would rather complain about what is wrong than to do what is necessary to change it. Yes, the circumstances back home are not in favor of every last person. Some people have many talents and don't have the resources to show them. Some people have many business ideas and don't have the resources to bring that business to life. Some people are highly intellectual, but don't have the funds to even attend school. However, there are practical things we can do to be able to take control of our lives and start living the life we want to. These last few weeks, we have been discussing the topic of wealth. Wealth seems like such a far-fetched idea to the average Cameroonian back home. Look at all the students who passed their GCEs this month. Many of them won't have a job for years to come. Some of them will be very qualified but only staying at home because they don't have a job. But do you know that out of those people who may stay home with no job, some of them will be jobless because of their mindset? Some of them, as talented as they are, will go to the job interview with the idea that they might not even get the job. And so, as their mind thinks, their life will command and they indeed do not get that job. And that same person will now blame all kinds of things for why they did not receive an acceptance for that job. Oh, I'm anglophone. Oh, I don't come from a family of status. Or I don't have a person on the inside who can put in a good word for me and connect me. When all the while, they are their own hindrance. Their mind already decided that they would not get the job. And so life just continued and it came true. I'm not trying to say that some people are not using inside forces to get their jobs. I'm just saying that can't be the excuse for everyone and it is not the excuse for everyone who is jobless. Some people have simply accepted defeat. As we discuss the topic of wealth, a lot of people may not even be listening and they may be thinking that wealth can't be achieved unless they do something terrible to get it. They may be saying to themselves, Ebanga is only talking about things like this because she's in America. Things don't work like this here in Cameroon. I can't get wealthy by changing my mindset. What the hell is she even talking about? <laughs> it's your choice to think this way, but rich and wealthy people are emerging out of Cameroon every day to prove to every one of us that being wealthy is possible for Cameroonians. Of course it is. We have the same dominion over the earth as everyone else under God's eye. If you believe in your mind, 
that you will succeed back home and you continue working towards that thought in every possible way, you will achieve it. You just have to continue to be consistent. You have to continue not to give up. But if you only dream about things and don't do the work of making sure you achieve those dreams, then don't expect to succeed. Just expect to remain where you are, dreaming with no results to show. There are people who have left Cameroon for five, 10, 20 years and have not achieved wealth. Everyone thinks if you fall bush, that's the solution. You'll be perfectly fine after you fall bush. Some people fell bush 30 years ago and they still have no papers in their country that they landed in. Falling bush doesn't guarantee wealth. As Cameroonians on ground, that mentality that success can only come when you leave the country is old and faithless. One can succeed both in Cameroon and out of Cameroon. One can achieve wealth both in Cameroon and out of Cameroon. But I can't force that idea into the minds of anyone. I have to allow Cameroonians to adopt this mindset on their own. I understand. All I can say is that if you adopt this mindset for yourself and work on it, you will never regret. Today's topic is part three in the Arise in Wealth series. And the title of today's message is Health is Wealth. We will be discussing the topic of health in general and acknowledging the hard truth that health is something wealth can't always buy. You can be as wealthy as you want, but still die from a heart attack, a stroke, cancer, AIDS, or any other disease that can strike you at any time. Health is a topic I can talk about all my days because, well, I'm a nurse. <laughs> what else do we talk about? <laughs> I can say becoming a nurse really helped me in life because I've rarely been sick. I learned so many disease processes and how to prevent them so that I'm able to stay healthy and strong for myself. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I'm better than most. <laughs> And not only that, I make it a habit to keep learning more and more every day so that I can continue to be healthy. My knowledge plus the grace of God has helped to keep me healthy. And I know that adds to my overall wealth in life. You see, the word health is defined as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being not just merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Notice how the definition shows that health comes in three parts, physical, mental, and social. And it even confirms again that health is not just the absence of disease or infirmity. You can be without disease and be physically or mentally stressed which is what a lot of Cameroonians are, and that is not health. You could be without disease and physically well, but mentally depressed. 
that is not health either. No, health is complete physical, mental, and social well-being. These are considered the three pillars of health, and you need all three of them to be in complete health. Most of the Cameroonerized podcast episodes have focused on your mental and social well-being. So I won't focus on those two pillars in this episode. This episode will be focused more on our physical health. Your physical health is the health of your body, how well your organs are functioning, whether or not you have disease, your ability to use your five senses, which is your touch, taste, smell, eyesight, and hearing. Your physical health is your ability to think normally for yourself based on your age, so you can do things like eat, sleep, work, play. I know a few people who can't smell anymore because they caught COVID And that has to be the most demonic thing I've ever seen in my present day because how can a small virus take away your smell? It just, (laughs) it doesn't make sense to me till today. But it's true, it has happened. Your physical health is important. Your body is the vessel that carries your soul and you need it to be your whole and complete self. When your body is physically ill or not strong enough to do what you are purposed to do, then you won't be able to achieve your purpose. What good are you? We let gluttony turn us into fatibobolos and then we say no one should body shame us. <laughs> like, don't call me fat. We get upset when people call us fat simply because it reminds us that we're not taking good care of our bodies. Or we let gluttony make us drink alcohol like mad people. (laughs) The whole on va toujours boire lifestyle will have some Cameroonians needing dialysis or liver transplants because they couldn't control their drinking. But the reality is that they didn't want to control their drinking. Alcohol is a very big issue in Cameroon or among Cameroonians. And it comes from the poverty mentality. When your mind is poor, you feel like always drinking and always partying and chop life lifestyle is a sign of success when really it's a distraction and it's a coping mechanism. <laughs> You're destroying your body drinking alcohol every day and always feeling the need to take drugs every day. I know we do it because we have our own internal problems and these things help us to cope. Alcohol helps us to cope. Drugs help us to cope. Sex help us to cope. (laughs) But you have to have self-control or it just kills your body slowly and gives you either a painful death or an early death. Jesus made water into wine, but he didn't drink it, (laughs) which means it's possible to be around people who are drinking and not drink. I'm not saying this because I myself don't drink. I'm saying this because I learned that it's important to be in control of your drinking. I thank my parents 
for not making a big deal about alcohol in our home because it helped me not to take it too seriously or not to feel the need to have it to be able to cope with life. It's something I have control over because I learned how it affects my body. Alcohol causes increased levels of sugar in your blood and the constant production of insulin. As you continue to drink beer and sweet drinks heavily, your body creates too much insulin to try and fight the high blood sugar. But then the insulin now becomes more and more resistant and stops controlling your blood sugar well enough. And that is when you become diabetic. Keep in mind that there are two types of diabetes one can have. There's type one diabetes and there's type two diabetes. Type one diabetes is the diabetes you're born with. Your body doesn't create insulin the way that it should. And so you are diabetic because you were simply born that way. This type of diabetes is not nearly as prevalent as type two diabetes. Type two is the one you get when you just eat poorly. The thing with diabetes is that it doesn't affect you all on the first day. The diabetes starts affecting all your vital organs slowly. Your body begins to store more fat, more and more, because you're not controlling your blood sugar levels well correctly, and the increased insulin in your bloodstream is trying to help you control your blood, but it now also helps you burn less fat. You end up storing more fat in your system. Because of the increase in fat, you can now start forming blood clots from increased fat in your blood vessels. Some people, their heart is affected because their blood vessels are clotted. You now have a heart attack. Other people get a stroke because a clot went up to their brain and is blocking a major blood vessel in their brain. If the damage made to your brain is not caught fast enough, part of your brain will die, causing you to lose certain functions that are involved with your five senses and your ability to move like you used to. Sometimes stroke can cause weakness and your ability, no. Sometimes stroke can cause weakness on your right side or your left side it can cause you to not know how to talk anymore. It can cause you to not know how to walk anymore. It can cause anything, depending on the damage that was caused to your brain. Sometimes, stroke can paralyze you from the waist down or from the neck down, so you just can't move at all anymore. Some people are okay enough to go through physical therapy and become healthy again, but others are not given that privilege and end up dying or just remaining brain dead. And when you look for the trouble, you will find that it was diabetes that started it. Stroke doesn't just happen unless it was caused by like an accident or a fall or something that hit your head very hard. 
Imagine going through all these things only because you didn't know how to control your gluttony of alcohol and stop drinking so much. Some people actually say that because they drink only liquor, they're not going to develop diabetes because there's nothing to make them produce too much sugar and so they will not develop diabetes. If you think this way, you do have some point. <laughs> Drinking straight liquor doesn't cause those high blood sugar levels. However, you are damaging your liver instead. <laughs> because you feel the need to sit with your friends and be gluttonous with Hennessy, Patron, Johnny Walker, Grey Goose, Ciroc, <laughs> or whichever liquor you prefer, you are sending your liver into an early grave and killing yourself also. If you don't end up dying earlier than your time, you end up with liver damage and develop cirrhosis or sometimes brain damage. People like to say that drinking is hereditary, as in they drink a lot because their family members before them were sulats. It's in their genetics. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh. It just sounds funny in my mind. To the people who think that drinking a lot is hereditary, that's not true. There's no gene that's going to make you drink a lot. You just, you've been watching people drink all your life and now you're doing it too. That's it. There's no gene that makes you drink more. Drinking more alcohol is a pattern that people pick up from watching others. There are plenty of people who grow up watching their parents drink like fish, and they know their grandparents were just the same, but they themselves have chosen not to even drink at all. And it was their choice alone. They have enough self-control to just say no. This alcohol is not worth my youth and is not worth my overall health and well-being. Here in America, there are a lot of laws that punish drinking while driving. They make you pay fines, some, some have to serve jail time, some have to do community service, some lose their car, and others lose their driving privilege altogether. I've seen Cameroonian brothers and sisters have to live under the scrutiny of the law in this country because they fail to have control over their drinking habit. Again, let me repeat, I'm not condemning anyone. I'm simply saying that there would, they wouldn't have ended up having a DUI if they had better control of their drinking and stopped being gluttonous about drinking alcohol. How many times a year do we hear that a bad accident has happened due to drunk driving? I have a friend who lost his cousin in 2020 due to a drunk driver. He was very hurt by the death. He's probably still very hurt now, especially with the understanding that it was simply someone's lack of control with alcohol that took away his cousin's life. Back home, there are no laws that govern drunk driving. I used to hear people say they prefer life in Cameroon because you can drink however you want. It's your business alone. But when your drinking leads to the death of others, is it still your business alone? No, 
It is now some child's business because they will now grow without their mom or dad. It is now some parent's business because they just lost their child due to your drunk driving. How many times have we heard back home during Christmas and New Year's season that alcohol has led to drunk driving and an accident has claimed several lives? Christmas and New Year's season are usually the deadliest times to be outside back home because everyone is drinking even more than usual since they're on holiday. The same thing every year. And really, it's just the bad decision of one or two people that affects the lives of many. I'm going hard on alcohol because it is the one thing we use to numb our pain the most in Cameroon. Alcohol is our closest thing to making us feel less of the pains of life in Cameroon. The pain of joblessness, the pain of poverty, the pain of putting your children to sleep with empty stomachs, the pain of losing loved ones to random things, the pain of not being able to provide for your family as a man, the pain of graduating university but having no job opportunities, the pain of leaving trouble in your homeland only to find a harsher life in the new place you went to. We glorify alcohol so much as Cameroonians. Any event you host without libations, you're considered a poor man. But it is a vice that brings us more damage than good. I'm willing to bet you that some of us who lost a loved one to drunk driving or alcohol-related issues of health would be willing to give up drinking ourselves if we could just have that person come back to life. In the year 1980, diabetes killed 108 million people worldwide. Since then, that number has rose to 422 million in 2014 which means more and more people have developed diabetes in this our generation, especially in third world countries like Cameroon. Why? Because of our inability to control our appetites for whatever reason, but mostly just because we are gluttonous. <laughs> it's gluttony. Not because of genetics. Don't blame genetics, <laughs> don't. You just don't want to control yourself. That's it. Say that out loud, accept it, and do something about it. I mean, look at how much food people cook when you go to a party. The food is so much that people are begging you to take the food home with you. And people will fight over food at a wedding, but then sit down and barely finish their plate because their langa was more than they could stomach. But then there are other people also who will come and eat one, two, three, even four plates of food at a wedding and then take home more. <laughs> That's gluttony. <laughs> so diabetes is more common now than it has ever been before because of the way that we eat. We eat poorly. Most of us don't eat well. Diabetes is a major cause of blindness, kidney failure, heart attacks, strokes, and amputations. 
which we see happening more and more every day among Cameroonians. It is important to eat a healthy diet and exercise your body so you can protect it. Now a healthy diet is different for each person. Cameroonians have over 200 ethnic groups among us, which means our diet as a country is very diverse. Truly, you can eat whatever you want as long as you eat it in moderation. Eating well and being active is the best way to prevent type 2 diabetes. It's the best way to prevent most disease, actually. What we put in our bodies is very important, from food to medications and even sex. Having unprotected sex with multiple partners anyhow is what leads to catching sexually transmitted diseases like HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, AIDS, and so, so many more. We're even hearing now about monkeypox and how you can get monkeypox by having sex with someone who is contaminated. It is important to be careful who you are laying down with. Hear me, my arisen ones. You can have all the money in the world, but it can't buy you more time on this earth. In order to have a long time on this earth, you have to put your life in God's hands and then take good care of the body he gave you. You have to control your langa when it comes to all things, from food, to drinks, to medications, to sex, all of it. You also have to remain active somehow, play some kind of sport, dancing, do something. <laughs> I know it's much easier back home because we can walk to certain places. We have no choice but to walk around. But over here in America, it's so easy to not even take a walk. You want to go to a store that's around the corner and you still take your car. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I do it. So that's why I'm saying it. I'm condemning myself here. <laughs> but the most important thing of all is you have to make sure that you check in with a doctor at least once a year. When God blesses me, I plan to open more health and wellness clinics in Cameroon, places where people can come to receive medical attention and also learn how to live healthy lives. So many people fall sick because of two main things. Number one, they did not know that their lifestyle habits can cause them to fall sick. Number two, they did not know that they were sick until it's too late. When you go to your doctor regularly, you are able to catch sickness before it's too late. And that is how you can change the course of illnesses like diabetes around before it's too late. Type two diabetes can be totally reversed if you catch it early. But if it starts and you don't notice it enough to start reversing it, it can be without problems for five to 10 years before your body starts to show the signs and symptoms of that diabetes. And these signs and symptoms include being very thirsty, being very hungry, being very tired all the time, urinating a lot, mostly at night, having blurry vision or 
not being able to see well, having numbness or tingling in your hands and feet, and having a wound that refuses to heal. As Cameroonians, we should be good to our bodies so our bodies will last as long as we need to fulfill our purpose. Arising in wealth also means arising in health because health is wealth. Money can't buy you more life. And if you lack self-control, money can be the reason you eat, drink, and sex yourself into an early grave. That is the statement I'll be closing this episode with. Thank you very much for coming back for another empowering episode of the Cameroon Arise podcast. Until next time, my arisen ones, take care. Cameroon, Cameroon, it is time to arise. Our people arise and shine. My kings, my queens of our fatherland. You hold the future in your hands. So let's arise and shine one time. Cause time no This is the Cameroon Arise podcast. We exist solely to enlighten and empower Cameroonians worldwide to arise in faith, arise in hope, and arise in love among each other for the transformation and advancement of our fatherland. I am your humble host, Ebanga Muriel, and I look forward to you listening again. God bless you.